1: Am I time lost in space? Am I dead? I'll let the river flow through my callous hands.
0: So it is over for the Edmonton Oilers in 22-23. Losing in six games at the hands of the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by World of Spas Bob Stoffer in the 630 Chad Studios. The Edmonton Oilers season came to a conclusion last night at Rogers Place. World of Spas brings you the show. Take after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Indeed, Rockstar and Steelheart to open the uh, show. This is Walters now. We got a lot to get to, a complete synopsis on what occurred last night and indeed uh, what occurred during the course of the series. We will have George LaRock today at about $1.35 for Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales, and at uh, 2 today, NHL insider John Shannon for the Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, we'll hear post-game comments from Edmonton Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft, Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl, Darnell Nurse, and Stuart Skinner. And we'll give you lots of time to reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780 The River Cree bringing the heat this summer with Summerfest, Alberta's newest and biggest outdoor music festival. July 7th, Party Rock with headliners Brent Michaels, Blue Oyster, Colt, and Foghat. And on Saturday, July 8th, an all-country evening featuring Billy Currington, Gary Alley. Mackenzie Porter and more. Get your tickets at Resort.com. And people are already texting on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. Bob Stoffer in studio with Brendan Escott. You can reach me, Bob underscore Stoffer Brendan at Brendan with two Es, Escott with two Ts, show Twitter account at orders Now. I think what we'll do, Brendan, is we're going to get to the audio first. And then we'll get to sort of critical areas. But the top story for us, the Hamilton winter season is over. It was a good year, but not a year that ends the way anybody wanted to see it end. It's supposed to hurt. When you get to the point where you're a legit team and they're a legit team, it sucks when you lose. And they lost. Our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. Straight into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, which brings you Women's Workwear, a women's-only workwear store opening soon just four doors down from Direct Workwear on Gateway Boulevard. Check them out at womensworkwear.ca. And uh, we got the audio recap of the game, and we'll start it off with Jack Michaels, obviously, on the call.
1: Happy Mother's Day, everyone, and the Edmonton Oilers to a man hoping to give their mothers a significant gift. As they look to keep their season alive and force a game seven, Stuart Skinner biding his time up the left-hand side. Turnover, quick shot, and a goal. And Vegas has the first goal of game six. Riley Smith on a puck that squirted in the slot, buries it past the glove hand of Skinner. 24 seconds in, it's Vegas one, Edmonton nothing. In over the line, McDavid, wrist shot score. This game is tied. And the first shot has gone in for both teams. McDavid in an elimination game. Tyson, 55 seconds in, we're deadlocked at one. Oh, that's one way to get it back. Here's Ryan in front. One timer score. There's your response. Warren Fogle gives Edmonton the lead, two to one. Terrible. You asked, they yep. answered. So Ryan.
0: It just chisels one to the short side, and Derek Ryan at backside support. you Europe- Four
1: minutes, 20 seconds gone by in this second period. Here's a tip in front, and Marcheseau ties it. And Vegas gets another friendly bounce. Eichel left it from the point Theodore got a shot away, and it deflected off Barbashev and Nurse. Close quarters against dry, subtle, tug free by Barbashev. Right circle, he'll snap it, open Martinez, a blast, a save, rebound, tucked home. Marcheseau makes it 3-2. Marcheseau, top of the left circle. Petrangelo, now it's 4-on-4. Four four. Here's Marcheseau, snap shot, score! And he scores it 4-on-4. Four four. Another even-strength goal for the Golden Knights. And Jonathan so has a Game 6 hat trick for Vegas. Natural hat trick. And this series is over. Vegas has won Game 6, 5-2, to two, and the Golden Knights, despite being outshot 41-22, deal Edmonton their first back-to-back losses in two and a half months and with those back-to-back losses Edmonton's tremendous season is over
0: oh I gotta hit that button there there we go I gotta remember what I'm doing here all right here's Jay Woodcroft following game six last night
2: I thought we played a very good first period. I thought in the second period um, there were situations we could handle better, specifically around our net. and uh, I thought we pushed very hard in the third period, but like I said, um, it didn't fall for us tonight, and, but I can't uh, fault um, the effort of our players. I thought we emptied the tank, and uh, in the end, a little bit of lack of execution there defensively in the second period ended up uh, really hurting us tonight.
0: I will tell you uh, that I have heard back uh, from Vegas executives about the series, and they, they felt One of them said to me before the series that they thought that this was going to be uh, the Western Conference matchup. Nobody wants to hear that today in oil country. Jay Woodcroft's post-game comments and a question I asked him last night. I mean, Vegas was the only team that finished ahead of Edmonton in the regular season. Here's Jay Woodcroft.
2: Congratulations are in order to uh, the Vegas Golden Knights who who played a very good series. Um, There were two teams that were taking swings at each other um, in every game. Um, There's moments in that series. That we feel we could execute it at a higher level, but you also have to tip your cap to the other team.
0: June 28th, 2022, Vegas made an announcement. Go look it up. It affected the course of the series. Uh, Connor McDavid post game on, and look, none of the guys were happy. They shouldn't be happy. It sucks to lose. You're close, it's, they're in a different place than they've been in past years. Here's Connor McDavid on learning how to
3: win. Feels like every team that that wins and goes on a stretch of winning, um, kind of experiences this. Um, obviously, it's not not what you want to do, not what you want to uh, feel. Um, that being said, you know I really feel that uh, you got
0: to go through some of this to uh, to win. Um, I think we've seen that all the way through. Let's
3: hope it's the last time.
0: Let's hope it's the last time. Leon Settle was very hard on himself last night. He had a tough final four games of the series. Uh, we might find more information out tomorrow. I am going to share some information on another player coming up a little bit later on. Uh, but uh, Settle had this to say on five on five in his own play:
1: "Couldn't couldn't create enough, maybe five on five. But um, you know, we scored two five on five tonight. Sometimes that's that's got to be enough, right? Um, I I got to take a lot of ownership myself. Uh, I wasn't wasn't good tonight."
0: There you go. Darnell Nurse uh, had this to say following last night's game and what
1: went wrong in the series. No, we just weren't uh, consistent enough. I, I think uh, you give them chances they're going to make you pay. Kind of played the fire a little bit getting behind um, in the series. And then, uh, you know, they, they uh, found a way to finish their chances tonight. And
0: we couldn't. And Stuart Skinner, following last night's game, had this to say on
1: his play. Hard to lose, obviously. Um, I thought the guys played really hard. Um, Again, I think I needed to be better. Um, I mean, I got pulled countless times. So uh, it's hard to take this one on the chin, for sure. There
0: you go. So we've heard from uh, the coach and some of the key players. When we come back, we're going to break it down. It's 12-16 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. What I'm for. That song came out during the 86-87 season. We all know how that ended. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you. Oilers losing six to Vegas. All right, let's get to it. Number one, you know, it's a hard league to win it. And it's not an excuse, I'm just gonna go right through it and get to it, but people need to remember the Vegas Golden Knights finished ahead of the Edmonton Oilers in the regular season. They did not have Mark Stone for the back half of the year. Now they were able to deploy some cap space to add another good piece in Barbashev. They're a relentless organization. Uh, They're experienced. I mentioned June 28, 2022. That's the day they announced that Sean Burke was coming aboard as goalie coach. Sean Burke is from the Benoit Allaire goaltending tree. He resuscitated Mike Smith and Devin Dubnik's careers before. And when every goaltender that the Vegas Golden Knights had ended up having a step-forward year, it tells you quite a bit. Logan Thompson, of course, they didn't have Robin Lehner, uh, but uh, Logan Thompson was having a real good year before he got hurt. Aiden Hill, Burke convinced to sign with the Vegas Golden Knights. Then you had Laurent Bressois, who sort of optimally got to a level he never seemingly could get to in Edmonton or Winnipeg in Vegas. And the structure and process that Bruce Cassidy coaches with, with an experienced team, they were always going to be a hard out. Let's establish that right now. They were the only team better than Edmonton in the regular season in the Western Conference. Speaking of goaltending. No other way to say it, Stuart Skinner struggled. He never had more than six consecutive starts as an Edmonton Oilers netminder this year. He got 12 straight starts in the playoffs. He got pulled four times. Uh, ended up going 2-4 and four in the series with an 8.75 save percentage. The Oilers escaped the series against the LA Kings despite having a sub-900 save percentage from Skinner. They weren't able to do so. The margins are tight in the playoffs. These are good teams. L.A. was a good team. Vegas was a better team. The Oilers lack scoring depth in this series. 11 of their 19 goals were scored by Leon Dreisaitl with six in the first two games, and then Connor McDavid with five. Not enough support scoring. All right, here we go. Evander Kane, uh, it'll be... At some point in the next 48 hours, confirmed, but uh, was playing with a broken finger on uh, the hand. Not that su- uh, He suffered, obviously, the wrist injury, which was uh, a frightening injury. On, on his other hand, he broke a finger. He was getting consistently hacked and whacked and slashed. I thought, to be frank with you, I thought him, McDavid, and Drysaddle, when they put them together for the final, I don't know, 25 minutes of last night, were pretty good. But Kane was the guy that was down. We know Zach Hyman was compromised as well. Unfortunately for Kyler Yamamoto, he looked like a flyweight against Vegas. And uh, the Oilers, they lacked they, they depth scoring in the series. The irony is they got tremendous play out of the Fogle, McLeod, and Derek Ryan line in the playoffs. That line killed it. That line for the course of the playoffs in the 12 games finished basically with a 75% shot share and coursey share, a 77% expected goals, but ended up three goals four three goals against even strength. That line was good to the point that you'd sit there and go, they could probably play that line together next year as a third line and be fine. I thought those guys were good. McLeod was decent, but Bugsted and Nugent Hopkins at times struggled a bit and Hyman was hurt. We know now. Uh, Kane was dealing, uh, and I'm led to believe it was a broken finger, um, and that affected his, and there will be more injuries that are going to get announced over the next 48 hours, but I, you know, I wanted to specify with Kane because it was clear to me that he could not shoot the puck and was nowhere near as voluminous of a shooter as he'd been. The Oilers got scorched 5-on-5 five five against Vegas in the series, outscored 15-9 to nine, despite the fact that, that they had 55% possession metrics with the Corsi, 53% expected goals. At the end of the day, you still got to get some stops. Bottom line, Vegas, we're just a little better. Little bit more experience. And in the final two games in which Edmonton outshot the Vegas goal tonight, 75-51, the guy the ordered started got chased from both games. He's still an excellent goaltending prospect, goalie. For the future, I don't debate that for a second. He's 24. I do think you have to open up a full goaltender competition next year, and you might have to think outside the box if these two guys come playoff time. Maybe you just don't run one of them every game out there. I think all th- when you lose, when you lose, and you're a legit team, and the Orders were a legit team this year, not only does it hurt, but you're in a situation where you're evaluating all things. Brendan, I'm going to give you the floor for a minute. Go for it. Your thoughts.
3: Well, first of all, I think the same way that Los Angeles earned a lot of my respect last year in that playoff series, Vegas did the same. We heard from some of their beat reporters and from some of the people over the course of the year about the strength of this team being that they're they're unrelenting. They come at you in waves, and that was the case without Mark Stone. So you get him back. I really thought Jack Eichel shined over the course of the entire series, both ends of the ice. You saw him pick in the pocket of Leon Draisaitl a couple of times last night, and just notice a difference maker out there. So it, it was a team as a whole. It's, it's got a veteran defense that didn't back down from any challenge. Edmonton, to me, had its most success offensively when they were able to cycle it to death, and they didn't get a sniff at that, really, at any point in that game. They scored off the rush twice last night, and that was it. So, you know, Vegas, you got to understand, uh, to me, I guess I have to understand, as a well-coached uh, uh, team and a veteran team at that, and I think that a team coached by Bruce we've learned needs to be a veteran team. Yeah, well, that's right. And you know what? He basically got
0: fired by the players in Boston. But that happens after six or seven years. It's a long time for one coach on one team. Um, And now it's on management and the coaching staff and the players to grow and improve. And the Oilers have grown. Let's not forget that when Ken Holland took over, this team had a 482 winning uh, points percentage in 18-19 uh, in the four years with Holland, the Oilers have gone 12th, 11th, 11th, and 6th. This year, they were six. They were legit this year. Goals 4, last four years under Ken Holland, 14, 7, 7, and 1st. Goals against. Here's the big one for me. 15, 11, 18, 17, 17th in the league in goals against. Has to improve. They have to cut down the goals against. Power play speaks for itself. It's not going to go anywhere. Okay? Power play is going to be terrific in the future. Again, it's better with Bouchard. Uh, Penalty killing coincides for me with uh, goals against penalty killing. The last two, think about that. Dave Tippett's first year, penalty killing was second. Then they dropped to ninth. Last two years, 17th and 20th. So they need better penalty killing, and that'll directly correlate to better goals against. But they're going to have to improve aspects. And, yes, there's going to be changes to the team. There's no question Uh, changes to the team. Ken Holland's got a year left in his deal. I think we saw in Toronto the importance when Lou Lamarillo left and Kyle Dubas, uh, you know, relatively speaking, an experienced general manager, negotiated some deals. There's been criticism at, at the money of, you know, that was given up in a couple of those deals. The Oilers have Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle. The only place that Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle can play together is in Edmonton. Never forget that. Okay? And if in theory, for those of you that maybe hate the Edmonton Oilers and why you'd listen to a show called Oilers Now, if you hate the Oilers, I don't know why you do that. Um, But at the end of the day, the infrastructure is built here to build around what Edmonton has. But David Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, a healthier Hyman and Kane would be a huge difference. I do think they have to find a way to integrate Holloway. And Holloway into the top six next year if they can live with Fogel, McLeod, and Ryan. Uh, Derek Ryan's a UFA, by the way, I'm sure. Costin, uh, they could have used a healthier Clem Costin, but I think they got to find a way to keep him and they got to look at keeping Buxted. I think there's going to be a change in the dynamic on the defense and the goaltending's is going to be the goaltending, but it needs to be an open competition. So we'll see. We'll see what happens here. They're in the mix. And it's supposed to hurt. If if you're a fan and you're you're cheesed off today about what happened last night, I understand it. If you're one of the players, you're devastated. Because you might have... Last year when they lost to Colorado, they just simply lost to a better team. Vegas was marginally better. But they won in the margins. And that's part of the reason why. They won the series. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. When we come back, you will get your thoughts. We'll open up the Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Same number, 780-496-0063. You're listening to Oilers Now.